welcome to the Nerd Party. This is Second Contact, a Lower Decks commentary podcast. I am your co-host, Tristan Riddell, and with me as always is... Charlene Schmidt. Charlene Schmidt! Today we are talking about Episode 7 of Lower Decks, Much Ado About Boimler. Yes! We have the transporter malfunction episode. Yeah! Yes! When you and I saw the uh, the trailer for the for this episode, both of us were just like, Yes! Transporter accident! <laughs> Okay, is, is that a little weird? Or, uh, is this just a Trek nerd thing? We're getting excited about transporter accidents, and we're going to see a whole lot of them in this episode. I, I think it, it ha- definitely has to be, because that's the beauty of this show, is it plays on the Star Trek tropes. Like, last week, we yes. had a holodeck malfunction episode. Right, right. So now we have to have the transporter accident, and... We get the preview for next week. We're going to go in a completely different direction. But what other sort of tropes in Star Trek that they haven't covered do you want them to cover? Can you think of anything off the top of your head? Uh, do 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 do. I was thinking like, like the the one where it's like a personality switch or like they're joined together, like a la Tuvix. I think would be fun. Oh, oh, they should definitely take on Tuvix. Oh, yeah. Can man. you imagine like Mariner and Boimler together as Tuvix? What would you call it? Hmm. Boyminer? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's got to be boy. You got to have the boim in there. Like the. You really do. And this episode emphasizes the necessity for that. Boy me up. Yeah. That's boy- good. Boyminer. There we go. Boyminer. 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 Okay, I'm here for it. Let's Hashtag go. <laughs> boyminer. All right. But yeah, so this okay. one, yeah, this one, this one's really crazy. This one had some, uh, this one in some different directions that I, I really enjoyed. Like I, there was some. There's some twists, there's some turns, there's some surprises, good surprises. And, yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I enjoyed this one. I, I, I laughed. I think I was more intrigued with the storyline than I did find laugh out loud funny moments. Same here. I was really kind of trying to figure out where the story was going. What was it about? What are they trying to say with it? I mm-hmm. maybe didn't laugh as much. But there's some really good stuff here. And as far as stories go, this is a good strong outing. So... With that, what do you say we watch this episode and commentate? All right. Per usual, what we do is we go three, two, one, hit play. Uh, we are queued up after the CBS All Access logo. Again, that's after the CBS All Access logo. So however you're watching it, whether it's on your computer, Apple TV, or Xbox, whatever, queue it up that way, and then we will say one, two, three, play. So is everybody ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? All right. I got my Xbox controller here. Here we go. Okay. All right. Three. Two, one, play. Boom. <laughs> I still, they're, they're not even in their pajamas. They, I, they I hate that we haven't seen uniforms? them in pajamas. Yeah. What's, uh... yeah, what's this about, guys? <laughs> they don't even have Starfleet issue pajamas? At least they have a great view. I mean, it's true. You can't get tired of that view, the Starscape. <laughs> Now, we did get in the teaser from last week that we were going to have Doggo here. And (laughs) this just reinforces my thesis from last week that nobody should be programming anything on the Cerritos. They do it just a little bit off. 
I love that she admitted like that she does it when she's in the bathroom. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, who knows how long it takes Orion's to go to the bathroom? You know what I mean? That's true. I mean, not as long as Bolian's. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> she were a Bolian, she could be in there for hours, and everybody would steer clear. <laughs> So this is this is legit terrifying. Like I thought this was going to be like a horror aspect of the dog. Like I thought this was going to be a horror episode with the dog. Yes, and th- granted, this is a demon doggy. <laughs> but I love the twist that we'll figure out later as to why this dog is programmed this way. So this was this was an interesting episode for Mariner's backstory where we get a little bit more information, but not much. Like we didn't really yeah. learn anything new. Uh, yeah, but at the kind same of time, just. Um, it was like it was a nugget. I was yeah. hoping to get a lot more. Is that what you were expecting? I thought this was going to be the episode where we 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 see some sort of definitive event. Yes. But I remember that I want to say, uh, you know, like I want to give credit where credit is due to you, because you. You talked about how she could have been, um, like, how do I phrase this? Like, you talked about how she could have been like a commander and then knocked down to ensign. And I said, ah, uh-huh. I don't think that. I don't think that's that's true. And I, I still don't. But I do want to give you credit because <laughs> this this person, this this uh this captain that we see in the episode went to the academy with Mariner. So it right? could have been possible for her to progress that high. I still don't think she would have been knocked down that low. I don't think she ever went up. Mm, so do you suppose maybe she was a lieutenant commander? I do think this might be a clue that she was a first officer at some point. I, 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 I think anything can go, but it's also a little weird here because she went to the academy with this captain, but she's still an ensign, and they talk about that. But then in uh-huh. previous episodes... We hear her talk with Boimler, and Boimler says, we're about the same age. So it's true. how is and that how? possible? Because, like, he's the go-getter. Like, he would have been, you know, promoted if, if he had more time. Because, he, like, she's a seasoned vet, but still an ensign. He's brand new, but still an ensign. So how does that work if they're about the same age? So I don't know. It's yeah. Weird. Is this a cosmic thing where in the grand scheme of things, when you live to be 150, let's say a <laughs> 10-year age difference is more like... A year? I, I don't know. I mean, that's interesting. That's really interesting. I, I think it's Star <laughs> Trek, so it, there could be a million reasons why. Absolutely. That does kind of tell us, though, that Mariner is older than maybe we at first thought, right? I think so. And maybe Boimler doesn't know. Like, maybe Boimler just assumes oh. that they're around the same age because they're incense. Or do you suppose Mariner has lied about her age? Because one thing we do see is that maybe she has just a little bit of shame about the fact that she is still an ensign. She's comfortable there. She's happy about it. But then when other people call it out, she squirms a little. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) Boy, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about Rutherford here for a second. His catchphrase is okie dokie. I guess I never really noticed that before, but yeah, you're right. Trilling yeah, he... continues loud, loudly. Okay, trilling. I did look it up. And it's like a <laughs> trilling is a very important like... word in lower decks. I, I love that there's a noise ap- attached to it, like, <laughs> and it's the TOS transporter trilling. Oh, is it? I didn't. That's what that. it sounds like to me. 
So I, I know that we didn't really talk about this, but I love that the, the command crew is on a mission to plant a seed. Seed. And they're taking it super right. seriously. <laughs> they're like in their kind of covert action gear to plant seeds. I mean, is that a commentary on the pace at which they go? Because <laughs> I think it is. And you know what? It's appropriate. These characters look way too similar. Look at their eyes. <laughs> look like look at their eyeshadow, their eyes, their their lips. Like they're just like a little bit color off. Like like they're just, just a little, little bit, bit color different. different. Like mm-hmm. to me, it's like you know when you play a video game and it's like a fighting video game and you each choose the same character but they're off by a little bit of shade. Sure. Like this is what this looks like to me. Yeah. And I'm not making a Boimler reference when I'm saying this, but the captain has more vibrance to yes. her, I'd say. But it's true. They look like sisters from another mister, for sure. I, I love that he just tries to pretend that he's going back to normal. That it's just like <laughs> Well, in Boimler's way, he's just trying so hard. <laughs> also, what is Dr. Tana really doing here? She just I don't seems understand. Like, them, like getting getting samples. Samples of what? <laughs> His trilling? I do love that how 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 hard he takes this. Like he's he's literally crying. He's like he's like nobody wants a sparkly captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just I kind of feel like if he had just owned it a little bit, maybe he could have had some fun with it, but that's not Boimler's way. That's Mariner's way. She would have found some way to just say, Hey, look at this. So District 14 or Division 14. Yes. So that opens up some new Trek lore. Because, Definitely. I mean, like, not everybody has a captain like... I, I'm, let me rephrase that. Sorry, I misspoke. Uh, not everybody has a doctor like the doctor from Voyager or like Beverly, you know, that can just, yeah. like, solve everything and, you know, like, cure everything. <laughs> and so they're just like, what do we do? And so they ship them off. Yeah. Yeah. Which a lot of people who are on their way do not think is the best thing. It, it sounds like they're being sent off to the slaughterhouse. That yeah, not and cool. they definitely give that impression. I would love to know the history behind these each of these things, on on the right. Um, if it's a trinket on a shelf, there's a yeah. story. I really want to know about this pineapple. <laughs> it's like it's levitating. It's suspended. Just yeah. How? Why? What? What's? What is the story? <laughs> and we'll probably never know. You know that the Lower Decks writers have a story for each one. We may never know, but you know that they put it there with a story right? in mind. You know what? Maybe I'll tweet at Mike McMahon and see if he'll tell us. Because he's pretty interactive on Twitter. And in fact, a lot of the cast is, which is very cool. This is weird to me that they didn't just, like, there's a visiting captain and not just, like, they didn't just get, go down the ranks to, like, the third officer. Yeah, apparently on the Cerritos, that's not the way it works. Although we do get the Jellico reference as a result, so yes. I'm grateful for that. Now, this is a new-looking ship. And this is an yes. NX class. Yeah, now it looks angry. Right? Yeah, it looks like a torpedo with nacelles. <laughs> and this guy. You gotta love, in 2020, this dude's wearing a mask. That's immediately what I thought of, too. I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know that they started making this show before COVID-19 mm-hmm. hit. And, and if they didn't actually start off with this dude wearing a mask, I, it was a nice touch that they added it. So we've seen this 
uh, species in the original animated series before. That's right. Yeah. I shout cannot out. remember for the life of me what the name of the species is. If you ask Aaron Harvey, he is the expert on all things animated series. And check out his book. And I know that like five people are going to tweet me as soon as they listen yeah, to this today. Yeah, that's okay. We love it when you do that. <laughs> so Borg smell like old trash bags. We find out. <laughs> Which you've got to love that end joke. That's so good. Now, this scene where she's talking about taking the professor's car and whatnot, it just sounds like she's mean. Yeah. That, yeah. Like Mariner. And I love that she's like, I spoke at his funeral. <laughs> yeah. So they're kind of trying to rub it in Mariner's face that she is a lowly ensign. She really, wherever she had the promise to go, she hasn't gotten there in her career or her life yet. And so now she's starting to feel a little out of place, which I don't think we've really seen Mariner feel that way before. Not like this. No, this was a, this was weird episode in regards to Mariner because like for a while, I was kind of like, what the hell is she doing? Like I like I, I didn't really think like, oh, Mariner's doing this on purpose, which we find out later that she is. Uh-huh. But I was kind of like, why are the writers making her inept? Like she's many things, but she's not inept. I chalked it up to nerves myself. I like I was just confused. I was I was a little like this is annoying, but then I'm glad that they saved it. You know, like they they said they're like no no no, you know, like the writers are like we did this for a reason. Like Mariner's doing this for a reason. She's doing this intentionally and it was nice to see that fulfilled. Yeah, totally. I mean, we know she has promotion anxiety and she will do whatever she possibly can to sabotage it. So here we go. And yet, yeah, she is when before you figure out the twist, I I was wondering, well, is it because of the pressure? She's in this position. She knows she's capable, but it's sort of like folks with test anxiety. They probably hmm. know more than they actually show off in their test results. It's just, oh, the pressure's on. I can't do it. Ransom is lifting weights in the background. <laughs> <laughs> the man took so his weights on an away mission. <laughs> of course he did because the plants don't weigh that much. He's got to be lifting something. <laughs> oh, Shax is yawning in the background. I didn't notice that the first time. Uh, oh, I didn't either. That's a nice touch too. I also love this purple alien in the background. Have we seen him before? I don't think so. I think this is part of the substitute crew. We may never see him again, but it's a cool look. Yeah, definitely. I love the the purple hair that kind of looked like dreads. Yeah, totally. But I'm sure it's like a stuff. part of his, his his body, you know, like in Star Trek ways. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to know more about this race. Who is he? What is he called? I'm assuming it's he. He kind of looks masculine, has the broader shoulders. So this storyline started to concern me. Like, How so? it, once again, like it was filled with, it was kind of like the Mariner storyline where I'm like, what are the writers doing? Mm-hmm. You know, like, why are they doing this? But then... They saved it, you know, like they they're toying with you in a good way. Like they're they. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. They really are. Also, I appreciate that we have mixed up our pairings a little bit. This is not Mariner and Boimler. Once again, we've got Tendi and Boimler. Yes, that was really nice because um, actually uh, uh, fellow uh, nerd party host Lee Hutchison has talked about that since episode two where he said he's like he's like come on give me different pairings here like let's let's mix it up it can't always be mariner and boimler and tindy and rutherford and finally finally he got his episode 
we also did get a little bit between Boimler and Rutherford, so that's cool. Mm -hmm. And we're getting, oh my gosh, we're getting so many references to transporter accidents here that I'm almost surprised we don't have a Tuvix type of thing. (laughs) We've got the Pike wheelchair, and we've got Anthony. We found a lizard baby! It definitely looks like a lizard We found him! Oh my god! Inform Admiral Janeway and whatever his rank is at this point, Paris. They've got to take custody of this kid. Now the the main freak, like the guy we're looking at right now, like he's in mm-hmm. a first contact era uniform. So he's been out of commission for a while. That's what that tells me. Right, which which is, makes me wonder, like how exactly, how long has he been out of commission, or have they all just recently changed uniforms? Like, are these uniforms mm. brand spanking new? You know, like that kind of thing. That's possible, sure, because we know how often Starfleet changes uniforms. My goodness, yeah. So I had to look up the Rubidoux, where that is in California. Turns out it's just west of Riverside. Well, there you go. Yes. Because that, that's the name of the, the sh- like, that's the class of the ship, right? The California class. Yes. Yeah, and that's the name of this ship that they're boarding right now. So it intriguing to me, like, did they mention about scanning for life forms or like figuring out where everybody is? Like, did they mention that at all? I don't think so. Yeah, you think that would have been one of those things where, like, oh, man, everybody's in one spot. Like, maybe we should check on him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably what I would have done in that situation. I, I'm not exactly sure why they did. Why are they figuring it out as they go? That's not exactly the best protocol. <laughs> you want walkies? Let's go for a walk. That always makes me think of... Um... Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> yes. Because like this right here, this is this is what started to concern me. Whereas just like when Tenny even said, that doesn't sound very Starfleety. Like this is not very Starfleety at all. Like are they hiding yeah. them? Are they gonna like? Are they gonna put them in prison? Are they just like? Are they not admitting to their mistakes? Like, I was I was really scared yeah. that that was that was what they were going to do. Like that's the direction that they're going in. Honestly, yeah, this part of the episode, I felt the same way. I thought, oh, they're sending them to the farm. You know how sort of like if you had a pet when you were a kid and say the the dog got run over or something and the parents don't want to have you completely break down. Well, we had to send him off to a farm where he could live his life freely. And that means, of course, they send him off to die. Right. Uh, Yeah, that's that's exactly what they're they're referencing. I really like this guy. Like, I kind of want to see him more. Yeah? Yeah. And I, I like that he's just, oh, and then the dog's just ripping up the panels in the back. Yeah, I love that little touch in the background. And also, why is there a floating banana aboard this ship? Is that a callback to a previous episode? <laughs> banana, hot. They, they, they had to drop what they were doing. They had to, like, yeah. they had to get going. <laughs> I guess so. we also have a floating boot. There's just all sorts of little random objects. I enjoy the attention to detail the show puts in. So in this conversation, like, you know, like Mariner talked about how in her academy days, like she caused trouble, you know, like she took somebody's car and put it into a into a lake and everything like that. But then we see from this captain where she talked about how Mariner was a badass and how she helped everybody with their homework. So like she was the she was a star pupil, like she may lead you to believe that she caused havoc, which she might have done, but she was still straight A student helping everybody else, you know, like that kind of person. Which yeah. is is good to see. Again, she's not inept. She's just lazy. 
<laughs> well, I think she likes to have fun. That's that's mm-hmm. the thing. And her idea of fun maybe sometimes gets her into trouble. And yet she is kind of this model officer. She's responsible and she's smart and she does the work. So what what's his full name again? Bradward? Is that it? Is it Bradward, Bradward Boimler? Boimler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this captain's just straight up freaked out. Like she At this is point, just... yep. Yep. So like this right here, like people could have died. Right? Like easily died if they yeah, were floating guys, up in the air. The power was off for a reason. What are you doing? <laughs> That's the thing about this show, though, is to really amp up the tropes and the storyline. You've got to take it to an 11. So it's going to be even more catastrophic than it would be on any other show because you can exaggerate it through the animation, sound effects, and whatnot. Yeah. You know? So in... In seven episodes, they've lost two California-class ships. <laughs> These things are going fast. <laughs> no wonder that, like, I think Mike McMahon described this ship as like the assembly line ship. Like, you're mm. gonna see a lot of these, kind of like how you saw a lot of the Excelsior-class ships. It's a good like, thing this is the California one is big because we need all the city names we can get. <laughs> Yes. Oh, and side note, we did get mention of the Oakland. Right. So it's another California class. It has to be, right? Yeah. It has to be, right? Yeah. If it's an Oakland, sure is. So like this, this is the one that I, this conversation I appreciated from a storytelling standpoint, like from a, from a character standpoint where we find out that she's intentionally being reckless and inept because she doesn't even want to get the offer to be promoted. (laughs) She's preemptively protecting herself from something she does not want. Because we know from like Riker that you can refuse a new posting. You can refuse a promotion. Sure. Because like that's all she had needed to do. Like like that captain could have said, hey, do you want to come on board? And she's like, nah. That's all yeah. she has to do. She doesn't even want the conversation to take place. Yeah. So psychologically, I kind of feel like this is a little bit of an examination of Mariner. What is she protecting herself from exactly and this is where we need to know why she was demoted the first time is it the pressure is it the responsibility what what is it about her that doesn't like she's still i guess trying to find herself she's soul searching yeah but why and what now these people were literally going to kill boimler (laughs) yes and they were going to murder him (laughs) and now everything's hunky-dory it's kind of like every once in a while, Lower Decks will just kind of like gloss over some high crimes and low crimes and everything a like that. A little bit, yes. My thought of that whole thing was, is everybody's been quarantined on this ship. Is this a commentary on the restlessness I think we're all kind of collectively feeling with restrictions put down upon us because of COVID-19? Is that something they're trying to reflect here? And now, though, they get to live in paradise. I love the Hawaiian shirts. Over the wheelchair. Over the wheelchair. <laughs> And Anthony is getting a massage. Oh, this really is paradise. And this is where we get to hear Jennifer Hale's voice. Yes. Yes. And we learned that this is not a bad dog. She was programmed because uh, by Tendi, because this is what Tendi thinks a dog is supposed to do. Because they don't have dogs on Orion. And so if she maybe would have just done her research a little more, she would have gotten it right. But no, this is her idea of a dog. I love that. 
Yeah, when we found out early that Jennifer Hale was going to voice the dog. And so the entire episode, she's not speaking. And I'm like, okay, she's got to talk sometime. Like, there's no way they got <laughs> Jennifer Hale just to go, woof. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So good. And I also love that the dog just didn't want Tendy to worry about her. That's a yeah. very cute touch. So these are, I feel like these these people is kind of like a callback to the Rhysians where they're just like, all they want to do is this one thing. Like they, they want to take care of freaks. Like that's their, that's <laughs> what gets them going. They're the spa planet. <laughs> There's the spa planet. Yeah. If Ryza is the vacation planet, they're the spa planet. Very much. Yes. For the disfigured and otherwise uh, irrecoverably changed. Okay, I love this. Like, you think? There's so many times I wish. That's the beauty of Lower Decks is that there's so many times that you wish a character would be that honest or that right? sarcastic. Yeah, sort of like last week when the alien outright says F you. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, they just get it right to it. It's so I think good. my favorite line in the entire episode is Rutherford saying, it made Boimler weird. <laughs> Yes, another thing you would not hear on another show in Star Trek. You just wouldn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I also love Rutherford talking to the transporter. Give Rutherford some juice. <laughs> kind of cute. They don't give to... The, it, it's, it's not too terribly much. They, they don't give Rutherford a lot of screen time. I'd say like out of the four of them, he's the one that gets the lowest. So far, yeah, it seems. I do, I do appreciate the time that they do give him. Uh, yeah, he really makes a lot out of what time he does get. And I'm waiting for that Rutherford episode. I mean, in episode two, he tries out different positions, but let's get to know him. Right, right. Yes, I want to know, like, just as much about Mariner's backstory, I want to know about Rutherford's backstory. Like, what accident did he have? Like, why does he have that implant? Where is he from? What's going on? I always assume that it was something he did on his own free will. That he just wanted to get, like, more efficient, and therefore he implanted tech into his body. Oh, I I think something happened. Yeah, okay. I That's going to be my guess. I love the fact that Tendi does not actually appreciate a real dog when she sees one. Right. <laughs> Which might imply that there might be some more pets on this ship. And also, we saw a child on the, on the Rubido. That's right. Ransom, I love this. Ransom's out of focus, coming in to focus. Yep, yep, we know yep. exactly what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And he's going to deserve every second of it. Yep. You're not getting this one. Not tonight. <laughs> now, this episode tears down a thesis I had way back in episode two, where I thought maybe Mariner and Ransom could have a little bit of a thing, some chemistry between them. But earlier in this episode... Mariner is like, Ransom? Ew, no. That would never happen. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll, now, we'll find out. We have a preview for next week, which looks like Star Trek VI Lower Decks take. Yeah, it, it, like it's not the Klingons, but it very much looks like that. Yeah. The person screaming on, on, at them wasn't a Klingon, but maybe they're on the Klingon home. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Like maybe it's a, it's a storyline involving aliens and the Klingons. I'm not quite sure. Not sure. Also, we do see the action covert uniforms again. Right, and we get to see Tendi in it. 
Yeah. So is she going to be planting seeds next week? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, guys. That is the episode. Much ado about Boimler. All right. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Uh, this is so much fun to to talk about Lower Decks and do a commentary. Do you have any other thoughts that you would you wish to share with the audience? <laughs> Uh, let's see. I think we got through a lot of my overall thoughts, just trying to psychologically figure out a little more about Mariner. We didn't get quite enough to make a whole lot of progress there. I am kind of wondering still, though, where exactly, what we're trying to get out of the whole Boimler and the Freaks kind of Mm -hmm. story. What are we supposed to learn from that exactly? Do you have any thoughts on that? Because I I think I need to watch this episode more to develop those ideas more. I think it's I think it's just a simple message of Starfleet takes care of its own, where it's kind of that leave no man behind, even if they're not dead or stranded. You know, like they if there's a medical accident, because like so we've seen so many medical accidents in Star <laughs> Trek and in Starfleet and everything like that. Like you can't imagine that everything is an easy quick fix. And it's true. and we uh, we often hear about certain si- situations where they're like, oh yeah, like if uh, if they if they don't get better, then we're gonna ship them off to this starbase. Or if they if this person can't control their emotions because of whatever's going on, then we're gonna ship them to this starbase. Like we always have a threat of people being shipped to a starbase, and I think yeah. we actually see that happen with this episode. We actually see this follow through. Where they're like, okay, yeah, we couldn't fix them, so we got to ship them off to XYZ. (laughs) And my question is, do they actually work to try and fix these people? Are these reversible conditions? Are they trying to be on the cutting edge of science to sort this stuff out? Do they eventually get better? Or is this just where they go to live their lives out in peace? Like, they did their time. They've got their injuries. And so now now they can just live in paradise for the rest of their lives. Well, he, the, the guy with the three arms, uh, he, he did say, he's like, welcome to your path to recovery. Okay. So I think, this is, I think that is their main goal, is to get them back to the way that they were. Okay, okay. What, however they can. But I'm, I'm assuming that if they can't, then yeah, it's going to be like, okay, let's make you as comfortable as possible. Okay, well, I mean, that, that sounds good. That sounds fair. And maybe, just maybe, we will see some of these folks in the future. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Anthony. Yeah. I really want to know more about Anthony. Can we please talk to him? All right, everybody. That's our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please go to thenerdparty.com for all of our other episodes, as well as tons of other shows on the network. We got Star Trek, Star Wars, Babylon 5, Harry Potter, Doctor Who, movies, television. Tons of great stuff coming at you every single day of the week. And please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. You can leave us any kind of review you want, but if you give us five stars, you get a mention on the show. You can also... See us on social media. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just search for the Nerd Party. But on Twitter, search for at Join Nerd Party. And you can find me personally at the Insane Robin. And you can find me at Oh the Profanity. And I cannot wait until next week till we get a uh, a Star Trek Six via Lower Decks. <laughs> yes, let's find out what they did to get themselves there. I can't wait. And in the meantime, boy me out. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.